Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to the Believe in Giants podcast with two-time Super Bowl winner Carl Banks and the voice of the Giants, Bob Papa. Welcome to another edition of Believe in Giants, London style for you. Bob Papa, two-time Super Bowl champion Carl Banks. And uh, first, uh, CB, you got a busy week here in London. You got a lot going on. You got the London T-shirt on. That is that is a that is a smart-looking shirt. There we go. Yeah, we've been uh, we've been going pretty good, Bob. Um, we dropped our Giants London game con- collection, and uh, for those who are still looking for it. Um, starter.com has it but you know we dressed the team in some really cool jackets limited edition so there's a lot of good stuff out here for um for fans that that want to get it um here or in the states so it's uh, starter.com the london games i mean we were going through the tsa check in the uh, field house at the quest diagnostics training center the other day and I'm sitting there, and in comes Coach Dable into the field house. He's rocking your jacket. Yeah, so we did um, We did the special color for the coaches was gray. The players had the black ones. It looked good. It looked good. It's a, it's How a come good you didn't get a picture? Schmoke took a picture and sent it to you. I didn't get Schmoke's picture. Oh, he sent it to you, right? It, as soon as we walked in the field house, I'm like, I got to send this to Banks. And Schmoke's like, I'll take oh, wow. care of it. Oh yeah, he's got nice. a picture of it. Okay. Dave's was like, I gotta support my man Banksy. Um that's nice. There's a whole different vibe. I mean, this is our third time doing mm-hmm. this. When you think about 2007, and there wasn't really that much buzz in London. And in 2016, there definitely was a little bit more energy to all this. This week, just walking around downtown, we're at the uh Great Scotland Hotel. There's a whole different NFL vibe going on down here. I've seen people walking around the streets with NFL, all kinds of NFL gear and stuff like that. It certainly seems like they're embracing it a lot more than when it first started in 2007, for sure. Yeah, I would say what a difference, you know, 15 years makes or or even more than that, because this has been in the making. But when you have teams like the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars who wants to make London a home game for them, if the owner had his way, he'd move the team here. But I think, you know, you, you have, you found your fan base and that's a tribute to uh, the NFL, but also to the teams and making sure that they cultivate a, a fan base in different countries because you know, we were at the pub yesterday and it was an entire giant UK contingent that just showed up it was just incredible yeah and it's not it's not just uh you know people from the united states coming over i mean they have fan clubs for different teams all throughout europe i know the giants have a strong uh fan group in germany and uh yeah you were on the eli manning show yesterday uh on friday and you and i are going to be at that pub today from two to four london time uh, to do a and a with Howard cross. So, uh, yeah, I see people lining up outside the pub. Uh, it's, yeah. it's a pretty cool vibe. No, it, it totally is Bob. And it's, it's fun. And, you know, I think the players, you know, some may not like the travel, 
but when you look up in the stands and see a, a fan base that is as big as the one you have at home and they're just big NFL fans, you'll enjoy this trip. They'll look back on it and say, wow, this was this is really exciting uh, trip. Look, I, you know, you know, and, and our, our fans that are following know. You know, I've done boxing since 1989. I've done uh, golf forever. You know, I, I'm like Mr. Red Eye. I, you know, that's what you do when you're an announcer. You're flying all over the place. You're making connections. You're getting from one job to the next job. So I'm pretty used to the travel. But really, for like an East Coast team, like for, for the Giants, the flight from Newark to London was six hours and two minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's an overnight flight. You get a chance to sleep. It's 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 shorter than if we fly to Seattle, which, by the which way, which is going to happen, yeah, which is going to happen, you know, going, you know, you'll get the right. tailwinds coming back from Seattle and obviously going home. It's going to take a little bit longer, but because mm-hmm. you're not flying commercially, you know, it's going to be an overnight flight. So people will be able to sleep on the plane and then get home and then go to bed and, you know, wake up. And, and kind of get back on schedule. It's not that bad. I think it's, some of it is a little bit mental, quite honestly. Well, it is. And then looking at the clock and seeing it, uh, a big time difference is where, where you really get it. But I think, again, if you sleep on the plane and you wake up and you start your day as normal, your body clock adjusts pretty fast. Giants are playing the Packers. Uh, the Packers have never played an international game. They're the first or they're the last NFL team to play in an international game. Uh, the Giants are 2-0 in London. Patriots, Niners are 2-0 in London. Minnesota, with their win last week against New Orleans, is now 3-0 in London. Um, obviously, you know, you think of Aaron Rodgers and you think of the Packers and his ability to strike anywhere on the field. It really hasn't happened for them yet this year. They've actually scored one less point than the Giants. Uh, they're averaging 18.8 per, points per game. In Matt LaFleur's previous three seasons, Packers are averaging 27 points per game. So is this the same recipe for the Giants? Make this game ugly and gritty and dirty and just get it to the fourth quarter and then see what happens? You have to. I mean, at the end of the day, Bob, it's, you're not going to count on the Packers and Aaron Rodgers scoring 18 points a game. They're going to put some points on the board at some point. They're starting to, you know, just learn each other. And it's, it's, they have a whole new offensive um, receiving staff. So it's going to take a minute. And the Packers are notorious slow starters in some phase of their football team every year. This time it just so happens that the quarterback and his receivers are not there, but you, you can see the talent. Um, if you're the Giants, you just better hope they stay rusty and, again, keep it close and, and see what happens in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and Aaron Jones, I think Aaron Jones might be one of the most underrated players in the NFL. When you start running mm-hmm. through the names of top running backs, his name never makes that first sentence. But if you go back to 2019, he's the only player in the NFL with at least 30 rushing touchdowns and at least 10 receiving touchdowns. And in that time frame, he's second in the NFL with 42 touchdowns from scrimmage. He leads the NFL at 6.8 yards per carry. You know, he's a nightmare to deal with, along with A.J. Dillon. Well, he is, Bob. And the thing about um, that offense, 
is, you know, everyone says Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. They're a balanced offense. They, they run the ball extremely well, and that's why some of the things Aaron Rodgers does keeps him upright. You know, their play-action game is, is a direct result of their ability to really effectively run the football. Uh, I saw this stat, speaking of running the football. Saquon Barkley, who's off to this brilliant start. I mean, anybody who watches this, they're Giants fans. They know what he's doing. I mean, number one in the NFL in carries, number one in rushing yards, number one in touches, number one in scrimmage yards. Saquon Barkley's 463 yards rushing. It's more than 21 teams in the NFL. NFL Fox NFL uh, sent out a tweet the other day, and I looked at it, and I was like, holy cow, he's got more rushing yards than 21 other teams in the NFL. I mean, through the quarter poll, he's got to be like the league MVP at this point. Listen, they are, you know, offenses are struggling right now. They're trying to find themselves. Look, the, the Giants offensive line is not the only one that has had some issues throughout the year. And it's, you know, you look around the league, you've got uh, the Raiders are struggling. All the teams that you thought that would be, you know, hit the ground running, um, the Denver Broncos, you know, they continue to struggle. They can't put up points. So, look, the, 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 the good news is that your, your offensive line has got one phase of this thing figured out. Um, the, the hopeful news is that they're getting better in the pass game. And if you can keep your quarterback upright, look, staying in games, whether you have the talent or not, if you're healthy and the other team isn't, or if you, you know, you can be effective in one phase that could keep you in games, you go for it. Well, speaking of the receiving core, no Kadarius, Tony, um, it doesn't look like Wondell Robinson is going to make it to the game either. Uh, so, you know, I think the Giants are going to have to be very creative against a very good defense. Now, Daniel Jones, <clears throat> he was moving around pretty good uh, in practice this week. <clears throat> and on the injury report yesterday, he wasn't even on the injury report. So uh, it looks like all systems go for Daniel Jones, but can they run him? as much as they need to run them to create that balance in their run game. So the Packers aren't just loading up on Saquon. Well, they've got two other backs. Uh, they've got, they, well, look, Kafka and this group can create some, some fun stuff coming out of that backfield. Um, I, I look, I, I, I'm looking more towards, um, Darius Slayton picking up and building on the game he had last week. And you say build on it. What do you mean, Carl? He, <laughs> you know, he dropped the ball and there was a pass interference that was probably catchable. Well, you build upon the fact that he can run by people, right? And he was a target. Um, so I think, you know, and this, it's so odd to say this, um, but the bar for just the entire receiving core has been, can you find somebody that can at least run by somebody, right? We'll worry about catching the ball later. Well, now, um, you know, Darius Slayton is a guy, I just think the last game helps his confidence just for the fact that they threw it to him, right? Right. And he got a chance and, 
you know, he's a kid for the first two seasons of his career that could catch the football. So um, I'm going to assume that with, you know, with this additional playing time, with having some success, just running routes, um, that he'll build on that. I, I know he does because he likes football. So I'm not, you know, I'm not as down on him per se as, as some were with other receivers. I believe in his ability. I believe that he still loves football enough that with these repetition, his confidence will grow. He's still a receiver. He's still got to catch the football. But I think that he could be a difference maker in a game like this. Yeah, I mean, you know, you you make a couple throws his way on deep balls. You draw a PI or he catches it or whatever. It's going to lighten up that box a little bit for the run game. There's got to at least be the threat there that you're willing to take a chance. And one thing we've learned about Kafka and Dable and what the staff has done offensively, Carl, is the probing. You know, they throw little trial balloons out throughout the course of the game. And then you see them start to figure out, okay, we tried this, we tried this, we're going to get back to this. This looks like it may work. And then they get success going. I don't know what I'm doing with my hands here, why I'm doing this, but I'm Italian, so I do it. Um, why they get, and then they start to get some productivity out of it. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, that's kind of the making of, of a team where you are limited at, at some skill positions. And you just start to, you know, probe around. And to their credit, look, they've got a good coaching staff that's looking at things. Okay, well, we may have this. We may try to get back to this, try this, try that. Um, because that's how the Saquon Barkley runs happen. Like, they just probe around with different things to see how teams are playing it. And I think they learned a lot uh, from the first two games of the season. Um, game one was played a little different defensively then game two against Saquon Barkley. So they just probe around until they find out how teams are going to play them or how they want to attack a defense. And then they just go with it. And then they have a whole package of plays um, to go off of that from the run and pass game. One guy who's all fired up and I, I got a chance to see him yesterday um, is Landon Collins. So Landon Worked out for the Giants on Monday. You and I both spoke to him mm -hmm. separately. Uh, then I saw him later in the day on Monday. He thought the workout went really well. And then uh, when A.J. Klein was going to sign to the Giants practice squad or sign to the Giants practice squad, uh, Baltimore poached him on Thursday morning and signed him to the active roster. So in comes Landon Collins. I guess he was training in Texas flew back to Washington where he's got a house and flew independently of the team. So we got to the team hotel. I'm not at the team hotel now, but I went yesterday because we had to do the Dable pregame show. And, you know, Landon comes bouncing in, um, you know, right, right around when the team got into the hotel and he was just beaming. He was so happy to be back with the Giants. He had one of his great games here in London in 2016 against the Rams. He had two picks and uh, that great 44-yard interception return for a touchdown. He's more linebacker than he is safety at this point in his career. Um, but I think Wink Martindale will be able to find some creative ways in certain packages sure. to use him. And, and it's not as if Landon Collins is a bad player. He had a pretty good year last year in the games that he played for Washington. 
Yeah, he's he's a guy that you're going to put in the box, and he gives you a little more athleticism, to be honest with you. A lot more, right? Um, so, yeah, so he will be able to, um, like you say, with, with the things that Wink does, he'll be able to really impact the game from that area. And he's not, you know, he's not a light box guy. Like, he's a guy who's been in the box a lot. He's not afraid uh, to make contact, to make tackles in the box. So it's not like bringing a safety and saying, hey, this game, you're going to be down in here and you're going to play primarily in the box. He's, you know, he's a guy who's accustomed to that. Yeah, I think he's embraced it as he's gotten older. He didn't like it, you know, earlier in his career, but, you know, it's kind of worked out. The guy went to three Pro Bowls. Um, so, like, in broad strokes, you and I are going to this pub today. Um, have you had a chance to sample any of London? Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> we've um, we've been – I've had, you know, fish and chips. I haven't had bangers and mash, and I don't plan to. No, uh, we had great, great seafood yesterday at uh, Jay Shiki, which is a sister restaurant I found out of Baldessar in um, New York. Nice. So nice. it was really good meal, and then we, you know, we tried pizza at um, was it Harvey Nichols? So yeah, we've been around. Oh no, I'm sorry, it was at Harrods. Harrods. Oh, a little yes. shopping for Mr. Banks. Yes. Yes. A little we'll shopping. shopping while I'm here. Yep. <laughs> so you're gonna you're gonna trend shop. Um yeah, I like the vibe. I haven't had fish and chips yet. There's so many good spots to have it. I remember when I was here for the Olympics in 2012, you know, I was here for two and a half weeks and found a couple good spots by Canary Wharf that had some of the best fish and chips ever. I don't think I'm gonna make it over that way, but I heard across from the pub from the guard and horsemen from where we're doing our chalk talk tomorrow or today that uh, the fish and chips at one of the pubs across the street is pretty awesome. So I may sample that as well. Uh, anything you else that you, anything you want to get off your chest as we wrap it up? No, I mean, there is a football game to be played. Um, it should be interesting. And it's a good time to play the green Bay Packers uh, because they haven't hit on all cylinders. So, you know, you look around the league and all the offenses that are struggling, they're no exception. They have their opportunities. Those opportunities are missed, um, which limits the point, the uh, amount of points they get. So it's a good time to be playing the Packers. Maybe you can catch them off guard. The pack, I mean, the um, the Patriots had them on the ropes a little bit. So Should have won the game. Gotta keep it close. Yeah. All right, I got one more question for you and one more fun fact for our audience. But first, football is back and Bet Online remains your number one source for all football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your awards. Bet online, where the game starts. Carl, I know you've always been a big soccer fan. Football. Uh, what's your team? I didn't hear you there. My favorite soccer team is West Ham. Unfortunately, are they playing today? 
I'm sure they are. Yeah, Today we got that Saturday. Yeah, yeah, we we got that. We have that chalk talk, which I think the games. A lot of the games start at 3 p.m. London time. Uh, here's a fun fact: Aaron Rodgers has five giveaways through the first four games. It's tied for the most ever through the first four games of his career, 2010. He's got three interceptions. Since 2017, he hasn't thrown five or more in a single season. And his passing yards on balls that travel in the air, 10 or more yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions. In the last two years combined on air yard passes of 10 or more yards, 37 touchdowns, five interceptions. So he definitely is missing Devontae Adams. Uh, how do the Giants deal with Rashawn Gary and the pass rush of the Green Bay Packers? Gary has <clears throat> Gary, Nick Bosa, and Matthew Judon are the only three players in the NFL that have at least one sack in each of the first four games. They get to you in multiples. Well, the thing the thing with Gary is his supporting cast. It's like they don't run a lot of games up front. So it's, it's it, they're just great individual pass rushers, and Gary being one of them. So, uh, in, in 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 some to some degree, it works for the Giants because they don't get to exploit with all the different games. Not to say that they won't run them, but they have guys that can individually rush across the the uh, the front. So you can get all four guys to the quarterback. That's a plus for them. That means they don't have to bring blitzers. And they'll have to run a lot of different games. Are you got any final thoughts for our audience? Yeah. Uh, Giants London collection. Yeah. Starter.com. That that is a nice t-shirt. I like that. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Tell a friend to tell a friend. We'll have a recap once we get back to stateside. Enjoy the Giants and Packers. Remember, for those of you on the East Coast watching this podcast, the game starts at 930 a.m. Eastern time, which is 230 here in London. So make sure you tell it friend to tell a friend to tell a friend for carl banks i'm bob papa thanks for joining us in believe in giants thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.